Hey, it's Kristen Smedley of Thriving Blind and co-host on the Four Chicks Chatting Podcast. You're listening to the Twitter Smarter Podcast with rock star Madeline Sklar. Hey, hold that tweet. This is episode number 58 with Kristen Smedley. Welcome to the Twitter Smarter Podcast, where you get the best Twitter tips from the pros. Twitter expert Madeline Sklar wants to help you take it up a notch on Twitter. In each episode of this podcast, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can start using right now. So are you ready to get Twitter smarter? This episode is brought to you by the Twitter Smarter Twitter Chat. Did you know each week I host the Twitter Smarter Chat? I bring together hundreds of people in an active one-hour discussion that's all about Twitter marketing. It's every Thursday at one o'clock Eastern. I hope to see you there. Now, let's get on to today's episode. I have such an awesome guest for you today. Her name is Kristen Smedley. She's an award-winning nonprofit leader, a TEDx speaker, and an author, but she never planned on any of that. She wanted to be a teacher and impact thousands of children, but two of her children were diagnosed as blind. She had to learn the tools of blindness and build a team of experts that would help her navigate this path that she had not been trained for. Kristen's two blind sons are now thriving as gifted high school and college students. Her story is incredibly inspiring. She just published her first book, Thriving Blind, Stories of Success Without Sight. And it went all the way up to number one in the Amazon new releases. That is so awesome. In this episode, Kristen talks about the power of video on Twitter using Twitter at conferences as a speaker, branding yourself consistently, and making an impact even if you have fewer than, say, oh, a zillion followers. (laughs) She'll share her inspiring personal journey and the simple steps she took that elevated her Twitter presence. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Here is my interview with Kristen Smedley. Hey, Kristen, thank you so much for joining the Twitter Smarter Podcast. I am so happy to have you here as my special guest. My question for you is, what are your best Twitter tips? Hey, well, first of all, thanks so much for having me, Madeline. I'm like, I'm sitting here in awe of the fact that I get to be on this when just maybe three years ago, I was mopping my kitchen floors and listening to you getting all the tips. That's That's right. I used to listen, get all the tips I could and then grew my mission so far and wide because of all your tips. So I'm excited. And to that end, I guess my big, my biggest Twitter tip is teaching. I use Twitter to teach literally the world about the things I do in terms of raising blind kids, keeping a positive attitude about it, and how to use my nonprofit, get the word out far and wide. Twitter is an amazing tool for teaching. Yeah, you have come a long way in the three years since you first, you know, were, I remember your tweets when you were like telling me you were listening to this podcast and, and I see you out on Twitter all the time. You're so active. You're so involved and you share so much information. It's amazing. Yeah. You know what? I actually, I used to think Twitter was so hard and I think a lot of people have that misconception when Twitter really is, I mean, I have thought bubbles all the time, right? So It's like Twitter lets you just put those, the things you're thinking about and your reactions to things that happen, you know, in current time, you get to put your reaction out there and give your point of view constantly. It's really cool. And it's pretty simple. Totally. Yeah. Because, you know, Facebook is, it's not the same, you know, you just can't be as conversational like you can in a tweet and really express yourself. 
So that is a super great point. Yeah. And the, the audience is a little different on Twitter too. And in my opinion, I mean, I have the reach that I've had to different people that I never would have had an opportunity to talk to. You can reach them on Twitter. It's pretty cool yeah, that they're there. For sure. Yeah. I know. And just like, I mean, I still remember when you sent me that tweet telling me about, you know, you're cleaning in the kitchen and, and or whatever it was you're doing in the kitchen. And then, but you're listening to this podcast and learning so much. Like that always stood out to me. Yeah. And you know what? There was, I guess I'm always in my kitchen, right? Because I used to, I was mopping the floors and I would listen. And then maybe six months, a year in was when I was cooking dinner. I actually wrote a blog about it. I was cooking right. dinner. Yes. And there was a rare disease Twitter chat. And because I knew about the Twitter chats from you and how to work it, I followed along and it was like the mega people in pharmaceutical at Massachusetts Eye and Ear, like all these rock stars, I think I even called it that, were literally in my kitchen. While I spent 40 minutes making dinner, I was chatting with them all. And that actually is the beginning of my name getting out there as somebody that's educated in this field and had something to offer. That was pretty cool. That was really cool. I'm going to dig up that tweet because I remember that tweet. I remember the picture. It, it always stood out in my mind. But I'll put that in the show notes because it's really interesting to look back on your progression on Twitter. Yeah, but it really is a testament to the way that the Twitter Smarter podcast, get, back at that point, it was like little 12 and 15 minute segments that yep. did a deep dive and really taught me the basics. Because you don't, people just think Twitter's overwhelming and you need to know so much. And when you have those couple of basic tools, then you really can go far. Because I honestly have not done much more than the basics and added some video and some fun, I don't even know how you say them, giffies, gifs, whatever GIFs. people say. Yeah. yeah. I got like a little bit fancy because I don't have time to, to learn a whole bunch of stuff. And still, it's, my Twitter actually has started to explode now that I really have come into the message that I want to put out there and doing it with my style. And now like the followers are just nonstop now. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, you make a great point there. I mean, you learned a lot of the basics. So I always tell people, you just need to know how to use the platform you're on, you know, get all the information you can learn how to use it. But you know, now you're seeing things turn in your favor, like you're getting the attention, you're getting the recognition, you're reaching out to people that you're hoping you could do on the platform. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, of course, there's ones that, you know, maybe I don't know if people see them or you don't sure. get any reaction. But as long as I stay true to, to what it is that I'm trying to teach and have the conversations that I want to have and stay very true to my personality. And people say to me when they meet me in person, they're like, oh, my God, it's just like I'm talking to you on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually very awesome. That really shows that you're doing it right. You're being your true, authentic self. That's what you're putting out there on Twitter. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny about that, too, because when I wrote my book, my editor was my sixth grade English teacher. That's who I reached out to to edit. And she, after all these years, right, she emails me back after the first chapter and she goes, oh, God, Kristen, you still type like you talk. And I go, hey, on Twitter, that's a great thing. That's right. <laughs> She's like, that's yeah, not funny. in the book, though. Let's clean this up a little bit. I'm like, you know, oh, I get to be funny. all me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Well, you also like really embrace video on Twitter. And that's done a lot for your success as well. I don't know if this was one of your planned tips, but you know, one of the things that really stood out to me was seeing you get really comfortable using video in your tweets. And not everybody's comfortable just, you know, kind of doing it Instagram story style, but because nobody thinks of going to Twitter to do Instagram story type of posts, even though yeah. you can do that there is great for that. You can make little videos. 
holding your phone selfie style and talk? Yeah. You know what's funny though? I started video elsewhere on Facebook and some YouTube stuff a while ago and tried to get really good at it. And then I just got, I mean, the, the original, original ones are like awful, but I don't care. I leave them there. You know, you, then you just eventually get comfortable. And then it was, you had mentioned about using video on Twitter in one of the things that you did. And I'm like, wow, man, video on Twitter. And I, the first thing I thought of was, you don't see video on Twitter. And I'm like, I talk to you in your podcast. You don't even hear me because I'm listening to your recording. (laughs) And I'm like, man, nobody uses, and you're like, no one uses video. So you will stand (laughs) out. And I'm like, wow, it's like, you really are in my kitchen. And I'm like, oh my God, that's perfect. That's exactly. And it was right at that time when you had mentioned that. And I'm like, oh my God, video on Twitter. And then the infamous call for action on the CEO of T-Mobile did his, hey, I have $1,500, where should I donate it? And there was, I can't remember how many thousands of replies there were to his one tweet saying, I need the money for this or donate it here. And I was the only one that did a video. Wow. And, what what and, made you do that video? Like you, so you saw the tweet from him, you know, saying, hey, I've got $1,500, where should I donate it? And like, what made you like instantly think like, let me make a video and let me not overthink it. Let me just do it. Because I remember you telling me like, because I was so wowed by your video and you're like, yeah, I just turned it on and started recording. You know, I literally, so I'm a 5 a.m. girl. I'm up early, right? And my kids all start their routines about six o'clock and it was a school morning. And I was taking my daughter to the bus and saw the tweet drove her to the bus stop and I'm looking at myself in my pajamas, right? And I'm like, now I was fresh. You know, they say that saying luck is when preparation meets opportunity, right? So I had been for a long time learning Twitter, listening to, to your tips. With my four chicks on our podcast, we talked a lot about video and you got to get yourself out there. People need to see you. So I was already kind of trying to perfect the video thing, right? Then this opportunity comes, drive my daughter to the bus stop. And I was like, I'm like, Chris, get out. <laughs> you have to wait at the bus stop today. I can't chat with you in the car. I got to get home and make this video. And I was in my pajamas still, threw on my foundation shirt for the nonprofit that I run. And honestly, I followed every tip you said. Talk from the heart. I also was studying a lot with Pete Vargas, who because I'm a speaker. And I was really trying to up my speaking game. And he has this story braid idea where, you know, it's the head, the heart, and a couple statistics. And I did all of that learning from both of you in a 90-second video that just said exactly what I was working on. And I happened to be in a really bad predicament of trying to figure out how to get my book in Braille for the blind community. And it's so expensive. And I was banging my head against the wall. And lo and behold, this opportunity comes. And I thought, for me, it was more of serving my readers and the community that I serve well, how could I not take this opportunity to potentially get the electronic Braille version paid for? And it was seven o'clock in the morning. I recorded that and posted it. And by seven o'clock at night, I'm at dinner and my phone blew up. And here he had seen it, said yes. And then it went, it was shared. It was shared so much that we left dinner the man I'm dating and I left dinner, came home and set up the GoFundMe because people all started saying, how can we help? And then it was just, I was getting messages for weeks after that. It was incredible. That's amazing. And looking, I'm going to definitely put this tweet. I'm going to embed it in the show notes. I want everybody to check this out because it's just so darn inspiring. It's at 37,000 views. That's amazing. (laughs) Like this little video you made, 90 second video, you're wearing a baseball hat. You're in your, you know, you real quickly change out of your pajamas. You're just trying to 
you know, most of us women would have like, wait a minute, I got to shower, I got to fix my hair, I got to put makeup on and an hour or two goes by and then you don't do it, right? You like took action and just did it. That's amazing. Yeah, it's funny. And you know, that's one little Twitter tip. I tend to wear my, in the spring and summer, I'm in my Phillies hat and in the fall and winter, I'm in my Eagles hat. It's just something that I love, right? So I was initially thinking, oh, I got to wash my hair and do all that, like all the rest of us. And I'm like, I am always in this hat. I'm so proud of my sports teams. And I happen to have my Eagles hat on that day. I didn't have time to do my hair. When I'm out and about now at conferences and stuff, people that know me from video on the social platforms, especially Twitter, will go, oh my God, there's Kristen in the Philly hat. You know, like they know me (laughs) from that. So a little, you know, a little tip there, go ahead and put on a hat or some noticeable, you know, memorable thing. And the other thing I do a lot is wear denim because part of the work that I do is with the Global Genes Organization and their theme is hope it's in our genes because it's a genetic rare disease kind of organization. So they wear jeans all the time. So I love denim, you know, and I'm always doing my rare disease stuff in denim. Now I just kind of wear it all the time. And I do that on Twitter too, when I have a picture of me or a video and then people recognize me elsewhere. That's smart. Branding Branding is important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. That's a really great tip. So the CEO sees your tweet, he's sharing it. So now it's just going insane. So how did that affect your Twitter profile? Did you start getting a ton of new followers? Did it spark a whole ton of conversations? Did you get other donations? Tell us a little more about that. Yeah, we got other donations. It came in so fast and furious and huge that GoFundMe shut the page down for, it was like seven or eight days wow. because it came out of nowhere that I, I like launched it and then all this stuff was coming in and they had to, it was at the time when there was a lot of fraud happening and they had to make sure my website crashed and GoFundMe crashed because of wow. all the activity. And I was like, I was so ecstatic at first. And then I'm like, crap, we got to figure this out. Everybody still wants to donate. But I mean, the coolest part of all of it is that you know, the blind community, it tends to be a, not necessarily forgotten, but people just don't know what to do, right? And then in terms of Braille, and it's, it's, it's a big production cost and all that. When I got to call the National, and the National Braille Press that was trying to create the file for the electronic Braille, you know, they were trying to figure out solutions for the cost too. And then when I messaged them and I said, guess what? You know, look what happened on Twitter. They were ecstatic. The blind community was ecstatic. You know, it was just, it was just a really cool thing where everybody was together in one spot, just with something really fun to celebrate. And now that the electronic Braille version of the book is available at the exact same cost as the Kindle version, as opposed to, you know, $100, which is what it would have been, it can be available for $9.99. So that's all we were looking to do is level the playing field for the blind community. And that one little tweet, with all the preparation beforehand, and that little opportunity really came together in a cool way. Yeah, all from a little video tweet. I love that. Yeah, but it was all that training of just get over yourself, get your message out there. This is a community that you're, you know, a purpose that you're serving and have all the tools to do it well. Yeah, love that. It's such great advice. I hope our listeners are inspired to start doing some video tweets and experiment. There's so many different ways to do it. Are you doing other videos besides talking to CEOs of large companies to try to (laughs) solicit donations? (laughs) Yeah, you know, now it's like, I did a video of, and this was just purely, I wanted it for my own thing as a mom. When my son Mitchell, my middle blind son, he got accepted into this incredible potential Paralympic 
program where they're going to go take a look at him as one of the all-stars in blind sports in this country, right? So he gets to go out to Colorado Springs to the Olympic Training Center and spend a week there. So we waited for months to find out if he was accepted. And he wasn't home when we got the email. So my other kids and I set up the kitchen and American flags. We had the music playing. And just as a mom, I wanted the video of his reaction, right? So I set up the phone, you know, and took a video. And it was so, I mean, I'm crying. He danced all over. Carissa, my daughter, put the soccer flag on him, you know, the American flag. So anyway, so I took that video and just shared it, started sharing it on Twitter and all the different platforms saying, look at, you know, how excited Mitch is. on Twitter. That I think it's like near 17,000 views that wow. people were so excited to watch him so excited, you know, and we had the flags and everything. Olympians, former Olympians were sending me messages that they saw it. Wow. And were congratulating him. And the U.S. Association of Blind Athletes, like the CEO of that organization, everybody's saying they can't wait for Mitch to get to Colorado Springs. They feel like they know him already from that little video. And now there's a guy called me. We're going to partner on a book together because he saw the video and saw the fun and passion. And, and you know, I think the coolest thing about that video, and I hope we can embed it in the Yeah, we'll definitely the put in the show, show notes. notes. But the coolest thing that I want people to take away from that is, you know, so many times, and this is the beauty of video, so many times when you hear blind, it's instant sadness, right? Or devastation. And then they hear, I have two blind kids. And I've been saying, I've been known as the happiest mom with blind kids, right? And then you see the video of Mitch and how happy he is. And it just shows the world that, yes, there are challenges in this house for sure. But my kids are so stinking happy and doing the things that they want to do. You know, I had to put my dreams for them aside. And these videos show that they really are going after their mountaintops. It's cool. That's really awesome. Yeah, for sure. Well, video is just you can show so much in a video, right? You can only say so much with words. And we're really limited with Twitter with 280 characters. So video, that's why I'm such a big advocate for video, because you can share so much. It's a great way for people to get to know, like, and trust you from, because it's transparent, it's real, you can't hide behind a Mm -hmm. video. And you've got great examples of how super powerful it can be. Take it to a whole new level. Yeah. And especially if you have like, you know, some people think if they have a quirky personality or there's, you know, a little different that that's not, I think that's a great thing. Because you can't convey all of your personality in the tweets. I mean, and I studied it. I was trying to figure out like how you use an asterisk, you know, to to emphasize, you know, all those different little nuances. And I'm like, oh my God, I just have time to figure all that out. I'll just turn the video on and look, see how funny I am. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. I love that. Well, Um, these are such great tips you're sharing. What other tips do you have for the listener? You know, one of the things, and I actually learned this from you also, was to make my own gifts through, I use the boomerang app. Real simple. You know, I did one. I had the four chicks do it too. We took, of course, Robin wasn't exactly thrilled. We were in her studio and we had all this (laughs) confetti and we just were throwing confetti and made boomerangs of that. And we use those as the four chicks together. And I use mine separately when I want to, you know, somebody will be on Twitter and say, I just won this award. I'm so proud. And then I send that little giphy with the confetti saying congratulations. And those suckers go super far too. Like fun little things, it just stands out a little bit. And people actually think that that, they look at that as I went the extra mile for them and they always respond back to me over stuff like that. So I would definitely say use Boomerang and make your own gifts. I'm going to put a link to that. Yeah, I'm (laughs) going to put the link to that in the show notes. That is such a great tip. Custom gifts are really awesome. 
I have one that I made just on one app on my phone like a couple of years ago. And it's just me like, you know, pointing at you and then doing the thumbs up. And oh my gosh, people love it. And every time I want to do some kind of little thank you tweet to somebody, I'll usually put that in there. And it feels personal to them because it's me, you know, looking at them and like, you rock, you know? And so I think it goes a really long ways. And I'm so glad that you've done that. And you brought that up here. It's an excellent tip. And the Boomerang app, what a great idea. I'm going to try that because I wanted to make some new ones. I actually had that on my to-do list for today. I'm like, what app should I use? Because it was a few years ago when I made the other one. And I don't think that app is still available. So I'll check that out. Thank you for sharing yeah. the tip with us. Ah, you're welcome. The boomerang is fun. I also, just on a side note, I made a few to drive my daughter crazy. I send them to her. <laughs> I do one of me rolling my eyes, you know, and waving to her during the day. She's like, thanks, mom. Thanks for that. Oh, that's a great <laughs> use of them. That is hilarious. <laughs> now, another one that I absolutely love, and I, I think everyone is still using this one. It, I know that they've developed all new things, but that click to tweet in, oh, in yes. blog posts. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, the fact that you can, because I love to just emphasize, I'm a skimmer when I read. I like to skim through and the click to tweet not only gives you that little bullet point that you want to call attention to, then you can just click it and I build in all the hashtags. Mary Fran does it for us on the Four Chicks Chatting one and it's all built right in and you just click it and it's out there on Twitter and then people can come in and visit your blog. That one's a nice, simple one. I love click to tweet. I've been using them for years and I use them uh, for my show notes for this podcast, we'll definitely have some in there. And what I love about click to tweet and it's just click to tweet.com. If anybody wants to check it out, there's a free version and a paid version. I did the free version for, for years and years and years. I finally stepped up and, and I do the paid version now just because I can get better analytics. Like I can get a lot of detailed information yeah. and I can go and edit any of my click to tweets that I put together. Whereas with the free version, you can't. So I can always go back make changes to them and and get all these analytics. And that's super helpful. But I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm a skimmer too. And I love when I see those big bullet points that are, you know, they're designed as a click to tweet that just makes it easy for you to click on it. And it tweets out what you're reading. If you want to be in the giving mood and share a tweet (laughs) of what you're reading. Yeah, that's cool. And that's another thing that I've been able to do a lot of teaching on Twitter about blindness, because I'll pull those special things out of my blog that, you know, about Braille or about different things. And that's the tweet that gets clicked. And a lot of people end up sharing that. That's cool. And then my final one is when I'm a big podcast listener. Like, I mean, I when I go for runs, when I'm cleaning constantly, and I go on in, in the, it's not iTunes now, what are they calling it? The Apple Podcast. Yes. When I'm listening, you can go in and share it. You hit that little, the little share thing share and you can button. tweet it right from there. And I'll pick out, like, I was on a run today for 50 minutes and was tweeting when it was time for me to like, you know, when the big hills were coming and I was walking, whatever I had just heard that was worth it to tweet, I would go in there, share it, do the little, I was listening to um, John Lee Dumas and Stedman Graham were talking today and tweeted the little, you know, value bomb that, that they said. And then I go through and do it as a thread sometimes or multiple tweets. So that's a nice, easy one to share. But the funny thing about that is I started doing that on Twitter because I wanted to remember when I was out on my runs, those specific points in the podcast. I didn't want to forget them and I couldn't write it down. So I started tweeting it. Oh, And then that's other smart. people were sharing it. Really, it was for me to go back on my Twitter and go back and see what I learned and wanted to remember. I love that. That, that is a great idea. You know, I sometimes do that too, where, it, where what I'm doing kind of has a dual purpose. So sometimes it's also as a reminder for me to go back to it. So super smart. It's a great way to get attention. I love tweet when I'm listening to a podcast, I'll tweet it out. I'll also put it in Instagram stories. I'll usually do a screenshot 
and share it and tag the people I'm listening to. It's a way to kind of let them know, hey, I'm listening to this and I like it. And I get great response when I do that. Yeah, you know what? I do too. And I mean, I've been retweeted and, and all from all a lot of the podcast hosts when I was just looking to share their information. So yeah, that's been really cool. Totally awesome. cool. Awesome. Well, well, great tip. And then I also already talked about, I did have one funny story though. I talked about making sure, you know, if you have like a, a color and your brand is all in your videos and stuff, I am a, I am like a snob about looking like you. When you're on Twitter, you're my, my headshots, I, it drives me crazy when people don't look like their headshot and don't right. look in real life like they do on videos. And I don't know who they are, right? So I always, my business card has my picture on it. I just want people to remember who I am and whatnot. So I was just at a conference in Vancouver. I think it was something like 14,000 people or something. And I'm at the registration. You know how those things are. These big convention center, there's bazillions of people around. And I hear somebody yell from across the convention center, there's Kristen Smedley from Twitter. Oh my gosh. Isn't that hilarious? And I'm like, and everybody's like, you look just like your videos. I'm like, I know, you know, I, I. What are you going to do? It was so funny. But then, uh, and then we were doing Twitter meetups and, and yeah. all kinds of stuff. And I really met a lot of people that already knew me because of the videos and stuff on Twitter. So look that, like, that is look like yourself. That is so powerful. <laughs> it's a great tip because, you know, I'm a big advocate of telling people the importance of branding uh, on your, you know, your website and your social media and have like this cohesive brand. And it should look like you. So on social media, when, when you're putting your profile picture, you know, it, I always tell people they should be able to recognize you at a conference. You walk into a conference, just like what you do, you walk in, people should know who you are because they already know, you know, if they follow you on social media, you chat on social media, you should look like that picture. I love that you brought that up because I'm huge with that too. And I think it's so important. Back when I was in the music business, back in those early MySpace days, at first for my music community, I had just the logo and then it's like, and you know, social media was new, you know, the... MySpace was a way to really kind of learn ins and outs of how to use social media, that type of a a platform for connecting with people. And I quickly realized you need a good headshot because when people are looking at that, and especially if you're doing direct messages, they feel like they're talking to you if they see a picture of you looking back at them. Mm -hmm. And I made sure it was a picture of what I look like right now. And over the next few years, Every time I went to a conference, because I was really heavy user on MySpace, because it was great for the music business. And every time I went to a conference, I mean, I used to go to lots of them every year. So many people walked up to me and did exactly what you did, you know, crowded room. Hey, you're Madeline. We're MySpace friends. And it's like, <sighs> wow, I'm doing it right, you know, and you should always yeah. use a photo that, that, that really portrays who you are, what you look like right now. I mean, that's just, to me, that's just like an added bonus. You're on social, you're meeting all these people. Now you're in real life, right? IRL in real life. And like, people should know that's you. If they've been talking to you on social media, if I hadn't met you in person, I would be able to point you out in a crowded room because you, yeah. d- you do have a consistent look on your social media. And I think that's so important. It's just one of those things that doesn't get talked about very much. Yeah. Yeah. I, it drives me crazy when I can't, when I don't know who people are because they don't look like themselves. So, yep. That's a good one. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, the, the how realtors, not all, I don't want to offend anybody, but you know how like realtors can be notorious for like, you know, you see their, their picture online and then you go meet them in person. And it was like, they used a picture from 10 years ago or 20 <laughs> years ago and they look a little bit older, a little bit more gray, less hair. And you're like, I would have never picked them out in a crowd. Right? You know, right? What like, is that about? Yeah. So yeah, get a, get a photo that 
portrays who you are right now. It really goes a long way. So that's a great story of getting, you know, picked out in a, in a large crowded room in a big conference that somebody recognized you. I love hearing that. And you know cool. what? It's not even just video. For Before I go to conferences, because I'm, I'm a speaker at most of them that I go to, I'll take my, my headshot, put it on, I'll go in Canva and do a quick headshot, the title of my session, when it is, and I'll start tweeting about what people are going to learn in that session. I can't tell you how many people end up filling that room because they knew in advance you know, the, the conference apps are great that you find out all the stuff, that, the sessions you want to go to. But then when you're constantly seeing and they get to know my personality a little bit, too. Um, and the event coordinators love that, that I'm promoting their conference, you know, and then I'll throw in a video or two when, when I get there showing, you know, that I'm excited and what people are going to learn. But I use my a simple picture with with what when your session is, is perfect. Yeah, that, that's an awesome tip because I, and I saw you mentioning that on last week's Twitter Smarter Chat. You're one of our regulars that comes on the chat. And you're always sharing. You used to come on and like really just be taking it all in. Mm -hmm. and, and now it's like, I see you putting out so many tweets during the chat, like, you know, sharing your two cents because you've learned so much. And now you're sharing all this knowledge you've accumulated. And I saw you talking about when you said using the Canva image and, and creating it and putting that out there to share the details of uh, where you're speaking at. And, and I tell you, conferences really do appreciate that. They take notice of speakers that do things like that because it helps promote the event. You're helping so many people, but you're helping yourself too. You know, it's 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 a win-win all around. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? So yeah, that, that worked out good. And then I just did a um, I just was interviewed because I get I'm getting this big award from Global Genes in September. And when I got the call that I got the award, I mean, I call it the Grammys of rare diseases. It's the big one of the biggest awards you can get. I had my son turn on while I was already at another conference and he was there with me because I was going to present. He turned on my phone and I just did a I am so grateful two minute video. And they called me. They were so grateful that I did that to promote the gala and the awards in the organization. And I was like, well, wait a minute, I was doing that just to be grateful, you know, and it was like this whole love fest, you know, it just it's cool. You really can. You really can give back. You really can serve your community well and you really can can show your gratitude for things like awards or being chosen to speak and that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a good spot. That is so cool. These are, are really great, useful tips that you're sharing. Do you have any others or, or are we ready to talk about tools? Even you Ooh. mentioned a few, but uh, actually a lot of these things you talked about were actually tools, but, yeah. you're, but, you're, but which is cool because it's kind of like this dual purpose. You're sharing them, how you're doing it as a, a really great tip. But I have been taking notice that a lot of these are really awesome tools as well, which it sounds like you're like me. You like using tools. Yeah, I like using and the simpler, the better. And I'm a I'm a frugal girl. So, you know, I'll go for the the free ones and maybe upgrade here and there and try the try. Oh, God, if you ever try those free trials, make sure you put a notification in your <laughs> in your phone to discontinue the free trial because I have gotten into subscriptions where I'm like, oh man, I meant to cancel that free trial. But then I have found stuff that's really worked well for me and I keep the subscription going. But yeah. And then and then the only other thing that I'll say is I almost always have my phone and iPad with me to be able to snap videos. I've got the uh, a little tripod with a remote shutter thing oh, so I can set it great. up yeah. uh, a little further away. And I'll say I'm on location if I'm in a hotel and I, I want to do a video or something. I don't have my typical stuff behind me. I'll say I'm on location. But I'm always just looking for opportunities to get my face out there, my message out there with me saying it through video and pictures. And then, 
fun, silly tweets here and there. <laughs> yeah. What what would be like your number one tool that helps you the most just using Twitter in general? You know, it's my phone. It's on the iPhone in the Twitter app. And I just started getting into the analytics to take a look. And I encourage people to do that. It was a little scary for me because I didn't quite understand it. But I would encourage you to just go and click on that because you actually will have so much more gratification. <laughs> because even though you don't get the, the amount of likes that you want, it looks like it's not going anywhere. When you go into those into the analytics, you see just how many impressions it's made, how many people really are seeing it that you're not aware of. Yeah, analytics are so important. In uh, the previous uh, episode where I talked with Dariana Lozano, we were just discussing the importance of your analytics and looking at them regularly because it really lets you know what's working and what's not. So you can tweak your strategy as you go. And uh, for those of you listening, if you're not sure where to go, I'll have in the show notes, but go you go to your Twitter, twitter.com in a browser in the top right-hand corner, you click on your little picture and in the pull-down menu, you'll see analytics. But best way to do it is bookmark this link, analytics.twitter.com. Bookmark that and check it regularly. So I'm so glad you mentioned analytics. Yeah. And I, I can't even believe I'm mentioning that because I was like, you know, that kind of stuff and like spreadsheets. I'm like, ah, those kinds of things drive me crazy, but it really did help. And that's where I saw that my tweets that were more teachable moments where I was teaching about blindness and living with blindness, and all, those were the ones that were having a further reach. So I started doing more of that. And then the engagement started going right. up and the following started going up. So it really does all help. Yeah, because you can see what works. Like I've been doing this big experiment lately where I'm doing more more of like repurposing some of my Twitter tip blog posts. I've been, I've been doing a whole series of these blog posts, sharing all these different Twitter tips. And I'm making these tweets, I'm doing them as threads so I can keep continuing them on and using emojis to make it like bullet points, but using fun emojis and looking at the analytics. I mean, they're just doing so much better than my typical tweet. And another thing I love about the Twitter analytics now, you can also get your video metrics. And since you do a lot of video, they used to not have that available. And then at first it was like a beta, but now when you're in the analytics section, there's a little pull down menu for more and it says videos and you can go look at how they're doing, you know, stacked up against each other. Yeah, cool. And I think that the final thing that I have, if I can't convince people, I don't know how to convince them is to get on the tweet chats, the Twitter chats. I mean, the people that you meet there that are so much like you, interested in the stuff you're interested in, it's uncanny, the conversations. I and mean, everyone talks about Twitter's a conversation. And for years I was like, no, it isn't. It's it's a microphone, you know? And then when I really started getting engaged with people that are in the field I'm in and interested in the stuff I'm in, especially through the tweet chats, that's where the engagement and conversation comes. Huge. Yeah, that's awesome. You have been just a wealth of information for our listeners. I'm so glad I had you come on. And she, these are only great stories you were telling, stories and tips. I love that so much. Now, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way? I'm sure plenty of our listeners want to go check out all the great work. You have a TED Talk. You've got a podcast. You've got your book. Tell us how we can go get all this information and, and learn more. Yeah. Well, of course, I want everyone to connect with me on Twitter. And I my handle is Kristen Smedley. And I'm Kristen with two I's. I'm an I-N, Kristen with an I-N. And then my website is kristensmedley.com. You can find my nonprofit there, the book, the Braille version. And you'll link it links you to our Facebook community. Everything is pretty much hubbed at kristensmedley.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. I, I'm just like, I was taking notes. It was like some really good stuff. And I'll have all of that 
in the show notes because you share lots and lots of good stuff. So thank you for your time today. Oh, God, thank you for for having me. And I finally get to contribute all the stuff that you've taught me all these years. (laughs) I love it. That makes it even better. (laughs) What a great interview with Kristen Smedley. She shared incredibly awesome tips and advice that will no doubt help you on Twitter. Now, your call to action for this episode is to use your smartphone to create a short video and then go publish it on Twitter. After you do this, send me a tweet at Madeline Sklar because I want to see it. Now, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening on the go and you can't stop to take notes, please don't worry because I took notes for you. Just head over to my website at madelinesklar.com slash twittersmarter58. Now, a quick shout out to thank my patrons of this podcast. Thank you to Jim Fuse from Fusion Marketing, Samantha, Sanim, Rick, Julie, Donna, and Emma. Thank you all so much for your incredible generosity. I really, really appreciate it. Now, if you'd like to support this podcast, head over to madelinesklar.com slash support to get all the details. I have some really cool perks over there, like getting access to these episodes before they're released, some exclusive bonus content, and more. All right, so that's going to be it for this episode. Until next time, I'll see you out on Twitter. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Twitter Smarter Podcast, where you get the best Twitter tips from the pros. Stay in touch with Madeline on Twitter at Madeline Sklar or through her website, madelinesklar.com.